Hello, roomies. Welcome back. I'm Maria. This is Lindsay. Hello. We are real life former college roommates who both love movies. Lindsay has a degree in film and I reviewed movies for like 20 years before the pandemic. And so we're going over movies that the other has missed, right? Yes. So this week I chose What Lies Beneath for Lindsay to watch. Um, I this like doing this whole podcast, I've really come to figure out that I I'm a horror movie girl. I like spooky stuff a lot more than I realized I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this movie is from 2000. So, you know, we get kind of a nostalgic time leap, right? Especially looking at the technology in this movie. Man, man. <laughs> that cell phone sent me. <laughs> the computer was like, was it Windows oh, 95 or something? Yes. Windows it was like yeah. Oh my God. Oh my goodness just the graphics on it anyway but like (laughs) um it's a film by robert zemeckis who's pretty well-known director he did you know who framed roger rabbit death becomes her romancing the stone forrest gump the polar express um welcome to marwin which i i was probably the only person who saw that um (laughs) i've never even heard of it (laughs) don't worry about it Uh, but yes, so he's pretty well known for his works. This is one of his earlier films, though. Um, and it stars it stars uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. And it's a very horny movie, <laughs> more than I remembered. I was like, oh, okay. I, okay, all right. I did not right. remember all of these scenes, but okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I guess that was the other selling point besides the horror. And the only thing is, like, they're always attempting to get it on, but they never do. So, right, right. <laughs> something right. always interrupts. Right. Um, and I, I can see, I can see Harrison Ford being a heartthrob in his day. Yeah, for sure. So I'm sure and that Michelle was a Piper's great sell. Gorgeous. So, oh, forever gorgeous. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, she's she looked great in this movie. So, yeah. They, they get, get a good pairing. Hot couple, for sure. Mm-hmm. And believable, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a very... One of the things I like about this movie is uh, a lot of it is very quiet, right? Mm-hmm. And you have a lot... The aesthetic is very much like very preppy East Coast elite, right? Yes. So just kind of like all of the waspy things like you've ever seen, you know, seems like it's in Maine, but it keeps, it makes me think of Connecticut. Um, mm-hmm. just kind of like a Connecticut style to me. Um, yeah. And you don't see a lot of like horror movies happening in that kind of setting. Right. Well, you know, Stephen King likes to put his stuff up there. Oh, well, yes, Stephen King does love Maine. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, this particular aesthetic of, like, the whole preppiness, college, East Coast kind of thing. Um, yeah. Instead of, like, that more small town, Maine, you know, close yeah. neighborhood kind of thing, right? Okay. I see where you're going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, you know, they definitely <laughs> shop at Nordstrom's all the time. Um, <laughs> but, Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so it's a it's kind of like a it's a supernatural horror thriller kind of thing. And one of the things I like about it is it leads you into so many different things that when the truth comes out, you're like, it's very much twist you, you know. 
uh, you think you're thinking one thing like, is is the wife really just like losing it? Like, are they really haunted? Like, what's going on with the neighbor? Uh, and then when you when it's revealed, it's like, oh, oh, oh okay. I yeah. I wish we had more actually. That's which is a good complaint. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so. 2000 film Michelle Pfeiffer is a very small cast actually most of the time it's just Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford Um, you do see like her friend come in uh, in a few scenes Uh, and I feel like some of her scenes must have gotten cut because there had to be some more with her yeah right because she was like almost not needed right so that's Jodi played by Diane Scarwid and uh, we have Miranda Otto as Mary Fuhr. And I've seen Miranda Otto in so many other things. Um, that was I forgot she was in this. I was like, oh, yes, I've seen her before. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Did you recognize her? Mm-mm. No? Okay. So let me see here. So she's she's been in a lot of different things. So What Lies Beneath, of course, 2000. So that's where we first saw her. But she, yes, The Lord of the Rings to Two Towers. She played... Uh, she, oh yes, I can't remember the name of her character, but her character was actually the one on the battlefield, and she and uh, she kills us. Uh, she kills. Oh, is it Saruman? Not Saruman, but oh gosh, folks are gonna kill me. But yeah, she kills the main bad guy, and he's like, I can't be killed by a man. And she takes off her hood, and she says, I am no man, and she kills him. It's great. Oh, okay. I have not seen Lord of the Rings. You've not seen Lord. Oh well, I know what we're doing next. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have not. I know. Lord of the Rings, girl. I nothing, nothing about it appealed to me. Uh, yeah, it is pretty specific. I can understand. Yeah. Um, I did try to like uh, read the book, um, mm-hmm. many, many years before it came out, and um, the style's not for me. <laughs> like, yeah. J.R.R. Tolkien is very detailed, um, which can be great, but then there are times where he'll go on about a forest. And a leaf for like a page and a half, and I'm just, I just, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, the movies are better with that kind of thing because, of course, you can just show the detail, right, right, right. Um, but we're gonna do those. We're gonna do all three. There's three. I thought There's it would three. be like as many as what Harry Potter's. Seven? No, no, it's all yeah. three. Well, there are prequels, but we're just gonna do the the LTR. Okay. So that way that won't take up like six weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. Unless you want to watch all three at once. That's a commitment. Um, we have done that before. We have. Um, if we do that, we're gonna have to wait a couple months for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a commitment for sure. Yeah. Uh so what lies beneath it take again takes place in Maine. Uh it's this uh it's it's Michelle Pfeiffer in here. I'm just gonna call them by their names. No, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle and Harrison are a married couple, hot married couple. And uh Michelle has a daughter who's like 18. She's going off to college, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're very close. And uh she's at first she's like, I'm not gonna have a problem, you know, dropping you off. I'm gonna be cool or whatever. And then she gives her a hug. And she won't let go. And we transition immediately to the dorm where she's still hugging her. And I love that transition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As if she just hugged her the entire way there. <laughs> right, right, right. It's so cute. And um, it's so, um, to, you know, 90s, 2000s, like the whole dorm and like the the things the kids are wearing and mm-hmm. the music playing. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I know that. Yeah. Thing. 
-hmm. yeah and it, it is it is pretty realistic yeah you know yeah. as far as like taking the kid to school and not wanting to let them go mm -hmm. and not that because i kind of went through that so mm -hmm. <laughs> me, me too so. only it wasn't as dramatic for me because i live here in the same city so right yeah, yeah my mom was in a whole different time zone what was that like oh my god do you know that um leading up to me leaving like that summer i was just like i'm ready to get away from y'all y'all are crazy <laughs> like they thought i was playing but i was dead ass right so they didn't think you were gonna go no no no. they thought i was playing when i told them they was crazy and i'm ready oh. to get away from them because oh. you know i say stuff um in a humorous way but i'm mm -hmm. serious so um yeah so we leave go down to georgia and we're, I'm fine the whole weekend. And then the um, the last moment that I was with them, because my mom and my grandma, not my grandma, my mom and my godmom dropped me off in Georgia. And um, I had a cousin that lived in Georgia, too. And we all went to Houston's. Mm -hmm. And after Houston's, my cousin was taking them to the airport because I had to go back to the dorm for um, a dorm meeting in the parking lot when i tell you i cried like oh. a baby I, it just hit you yeah it just hit me my mama and my godmama was crying everybody was crying <gasps> but i was just i didn't want to let my mama go oh who and me and my mama we good but we ain't we ain't close like that for me to be like very clingy or nothing like that mm -hmm. so that that shocked everybody you know, Aww. and then after that, I was fine. But when my mama got home, she called me that night and she was like, are you OK? I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah, she, I was like, are you OK? She was like, no. <laughs> oh, mom. oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. So and I'm her oldest, too. So it was oh, it was a, that was her first. Yeah, it was a mess. Oh. And on top of that, cause like my mom was a college graduate, too, but she didn't go. To, she didn't leave, you know, <laughs> so it was all of us that. And then my godmom's kids didn't go to college. So everybody was, this was new to everybody, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. It yeah. was a mess. <laughs> yeah. And my only possible relating is like going to overnight summer camp. Yeah. I was, oh, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> I was <laughs> crying. I was like, you got to let me call them. Like, I want to go home. Oh, man. Right, right. Uh, and, uh, but then when my parents picked me up, I was like, could I stay longer? <laughs> <laughs> like, did you have to come now? Right? I, had a, yeah, I ended up having, you know, a good time eventually. But, oh, man, that was hard. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so uh, it's really sweet. And, but now she's, like, you know, ready to see what her life is going to be like uh, without having to worry about her child all the time, you know, while they're at college and everything. And, you know, her apparently she was in, like, some bad accident right some months mm -hmm. ago or we're not quite sure we don't really get the details too much about this accident other mm -hmm. than she was going like 80 miles per hour and wrapped her car on a tree right which is wild that she's normal now right or presumably normal right. physically normal you know yeah i think it's been i think it's been like a year or so maybe mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it was the anniversary yeah and uh everybody will keep asking her like how are you are you okay and it seems like they're waiting for her to say something mm -hmm. um, but she never does and so they almost don't believe that she's okay so it seems like they know something that they're not telling her mm -hmm. 
Uh, but she insists, you know, she's okay. She's okay. She's fine. You know? And um, apparently before she had gotten married, she was a cellist, right? In this mm-hmm. group. And they, they played, because uh, you see her go down to the basement and she's looking at this photo album. And you see these pictures of her uh, before they were married where she was traveling the world. She was, they played in Carnegie, Carnegie Hall mm-hmm. and everything. And then also uh, her, she had a previous marriage, which is where her daughter is from. She's going through those pictures and just reminiscing and stuff. And and uh, some some art news articles f- fall out, but she doesn't really, really, we don't really get to see too much of them, but it's very shocking to her. Like it's like you can see something is like shaking her up about seeing these yeah. news articles. So it's just like, what is going on? Like, what is wrong, mm-hmm. right? We're both in the dark, you know? Yeah. Um, a Mary and, and us, right? Mary is the character's name. So, well, I, no, I'm sorry, Claire. What am I talking about? Yes. Mary and Warren are the neighbors. So Mary and Warren next door, I guess this is like an academic neighborhood where all of the professors move into or something. Yeah, it's like a small college too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But these are mansions. These people live in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even know why we would have a mansion this big for just the two of us. This is wild, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Um. So these neighbors are like having arguments in the front lawn. And everything, and it's not quite sure what it's about, um, but apparently it's been repeated behavior, and uh, it looks pretty physical sometimes, like mm-hmm. you know. But we're not sure what they're arguing about. But uh, Claire, I guess, is just so bored now without her daughter around, and she's no longer playing cello. That all she does is watch the neighbors, and she even gets binoculars to like see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. she was like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like relax. Um, and then like there's a night where they're they're make uh, Claire, uh, yeah, Claire is making out with her husband, and they're about to get down or whatever, and they hear the neighbors across the street like being very loudly romantic, <laughs> okay. right? Oh my, oh my god! Like the whole neighborhood <laughs> can hear you. Yeah, but the you neighborhood know. is just them too, <laughs> right? It was true. Uh, but Claire is like. And because her husband go, gets up to close the window, she's like, "No, leave it open." And he he does, and then he opens up another window. Uh, and I was like, "Okay, y'all, like, oh, all right." She's like, "We," they were like, "We can outdo them." I was like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> right. So now it's a competition. Right. Like, who, who can be the loudest? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but they never really, they never really get into it. So uh, every time they try to have like sexy times, something happens. Yeah. Well, I think they did have sexy time. Then they just we just didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. Um, but there have been some things like happening around the house that's spooking Claire. So like there have been several times where she comes to the front door and it's open. Or it opens for her. Yeah. Before she can even touch it. Yeah. See that would have me paranoid as shit. Yes. Yeah. That is not cool. Just the door wide open. You don't hear it open. There's no rhyme or reason why it's open. You swore you locked it. Yeah, I would. She yeah. pushes it up and locks it. She's like yeah. You know. And I was like, if the only thing is like she never mentions this particular thing to anybody, and I was like, that would be my very first thing. Are you kidding me? Right, right. Because mind you, this house is like being like it's renovated. all completely renovated, right? Mm-hmm. So 
you don't know what the heck going on with that house. And then the house is probably at least a hundred years old. Mm -hmm. you know, so because it yeah. apparently belonged to his father. Right. Right. Dr. Norman Spencer. So yeah, you don't know what's going on with this house. So any weird things, yeah, we get Netflix. If I gotta get a double side deadbolt, if I got Hello. if I gotta get a key or a chain or something, we, we fingerprint entrance, whatever. <laughs> something, something. But we gonna figure this out because ain't nobody just about to be walking up in my house all willy-nilly. No. Mm -mm. And even if nobody's doing that, um, let's just keep the door locked and closed. Okay. Like, we're going to get some extra locks in here or something. Something. You know, one of those bars that make it impossible for the door to open. Something. something. <laughs> right. Get one of them um, one of them wood bars mm. that come down yes. like old school. Like, <laughs> like old school. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so... Also, there's like a a photo of her and a, and her husband and a few other people at some kind of award ceremony uh, for Dr. Spencer, and it keeps falling off the the table where it's at, and the glass mm -hmm. will break. Mm -hmm. And so this happens once after she tries to after she closes the door, and it's mm -hmm. like all of the jump scares to me actually got me, which is unusual. Jump scares that usually are like too telegraphed. Mm -hmm. But these weren't as telegraphed as usual. So I was actually like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, these are these are pretty creepy jump scares. Yeah. Cause like you're concentrating on her closing the door and then the glass breaks and you're like, wait a minute, what? Like what's going mm -hmm. on? Right. Instead of just somebody appearing, you know. Right, right. Just for a cheap jump scare. Like these was like, okay. I'm trying to make sense out of this. Like, is that the wind from when I closed the door or what? Like, this has to logically make sense. Right. Was it a vibration? Because I'm home alone. Right. Right. At least I think I am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so she eventually replaces it, replaces the glass and everything. But it happens again, almost immediately. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a, it's, it's, there's like a backing of newspaper in it. And part of the newspaper is, uh, talking about Dr. Norman Spencer, right, and his celebration or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then in the corner, there's an article about a uh, missing girl, right? Um, kind of getting ahead of myself there, but that comes up. So, yeah. Uh, also, another thing that's happening that's creepy is the bathroom keeps filling itself up with water. The bathtub is full of water and steamy, right? Yeah. Like full of hot water. Yeah. And this is a nice size tub. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much, you know, for people to really actually soak in. Mm -hmm. um, beautiful, beautiful bathroom, right? Yeah. What I noticed mm -hmm. about the bathroom is that the ceilings were very high. I'm very like, high. that's not normal. Yeah. Um, very high ceilings. Yeah. Um, to make, I guess, just to make the room feel so large, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so she, the, the steaming under the door, she goes into the bathroom and she's scared, right? Because <laughs> of all these things that are happening, but she's going to unplug, you know, and let the water drain. And so she, she does that and she looks across and there's a woman who looks drowned, but similar to her with green eyes, like in mm -hmm. the reflection of the water. Of course, she starts screaming and turning around. There's nobody there. Right. And so, you know, she's getting afraid and she's telling her husband about these things. And, you know, they're like, 
he's just kind of like, uh, what you know, like, no, you know, kind of dismissive, right? Mm-hmm. But it's after this she finds, uh, she starts like really stalking the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> so you know she's been looking at them through binoculars and she continues to do that and like uh she keeps going over trying to give them a welcome basket and on her second attempt she she just leaves it there and uh because she's she's actually like looking in the windows to see if anybody's there because nobody's responding mm-hmm. well she sees like the car in the driveway while she's been snooping around <laughs> so she's mm-hmm. like oh now i have to leave without them knowing i'm snooping around right right so she leaves the basket there, and uh, but she's caught by the husband, and she's asking about the wife, and he's very cagey about it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of suspicious. Uh, and so she goes back home and, like, is watching him with binoculars, right? And he's eating alone because his wife's not there, and he gets the basket. He throws the flowers out into the front yard. I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, okay, yeah, okay. that was pretty dramatic. Right. <laughs> For who? Like, right. You know. um, but there's a bottle of wine in the basket, so he drinks that. And she's just yeah. watching. And he him. throws the basket. He like, throws the basket. Like, what? Yeah. Okay. Like, you can't repurpose it? Like, I don't understand. Like, you have a whole toilet <laughs> tissue. What do you want? Like, why are you so angry? <laughs> right. Like, but, you know, <laughs> but, you know, a little, a little bit before this, she actually ran to the wife, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, her and the wife seem to have mirroring experiences. Like um, the neighbor wife, the neighbor couple are volatile, right? And then uh, um, Claire and her husband, Norman Spencer, Dr. Norman Spencer, they're having their little troubles too, but uh, they seem to have uh, some mirroring things. So like she'll be crying, the neighbor will be crying, you know, (laughs) things like that. So she actually... Here's a neighbor crying in the backyard while she's out there crying in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And um, she's trying to talk to her. But she can't even really see her because of this fence. And so she's looking through like this little hole in the fence. And then the neighbor's eyes like right there in the fence. It's yeah. Like, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah that was and she's, she's trying to talk to her, but this neighbor is not really making sense. And she's kind of mm-hmm. like running around the backyard. So she can't be seen basically. Yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, and so that's when she decides she's gonna do the basket thing again. And so she did the basket thing now, she's watching him with the binoculars, and he's going from room to room. He kind of disappears. She looks back, there he is, like almost looks like he's staring directly at her, although there's no way he could have seen her. It looks like he's staring directly at her, but it's so creepy, Ooh, you know? <laughs> right? And, her. Yeah, and then later that night, she I don't know if she was sleeping at all. She's just watching him all night, maybe. Yeah, she she got a bit obsessive. Yeah, she did. Cause like uh once she gets spooked by that, she's she looks back and he's gone and she's trying to figure out where he went. And it looks like he may have come to her house, but really it was her husband. And mm-hmm. so she turns around and her husband is just right there standing there in silence for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Be less of a creep, husband. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, geez, but, yeah. did you just watch me get scared and just decided right, to no, add no. to it? Like, I don't. Right. So, but later that night, she's still watching, and the husband comes out with what looks like a body in a bag. <laughs> like, really does. Yeah. And puts it in his trunk and drives off. And so she wakes up her husband to come see what's going on. Of course, he doesn't see anything. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I would have been so pissed if I was him. 
If I was the husband. Oh, the husband? Yeah, yeah. I saw you tweet that. Yeah, I would have been so pissed. Because don't startle me out of my seat. Sleep. Especially she tried. She tried. She called she called him a few times quietly. He did not respond. Yeah, but what you want me to do? She wants like, you to see it. She wants you, she wants you to get justice assessed that she she needs a witness. You know, I'm not a witness to nothing. I am no. James Brown to the shit. Or not James Brown, but Stevie Wonder to the shit. Oh, okay. I, I don't see it. I don't see nothing. I'm not gonna be a witness for anything, oh, no. anything, anything. <laughs> So now, and then he got this big old research that he needs funding for. He got to do this big old paper. He has to do this proposal. He has to go out of town. He has to be on his A game. Yeah, he's and constantly out of the house in the city working on this. Yes, and you are bothering me with some stuff that doesn't make any sense and got nothing to do with me. You're not in immediate danger. You're not in danger remotely. At all, actually. Like, <laughs> right, so... Girl, let me sleep. So <laughs> I was mad. Yes, he's he's he. Dr. Norman Spencer is working on uh, this drug, I guess, basically, and they're testing it on mice, and they figured out that this uh, inhalant you smell it like uh, can uh, make you, um, gosh, what is the word? Can paralyze you um, yeah. for like five to ten minutes or so. And it'll paralyze you completely, but you'll still be aware of what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is the purpose of this drug? <laughs> what? We I, I didn't get the what you would use it for. In a Why would we want this? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I was like, okay, <laughs> right. Because anything that I need to be paralyzed for, I don't want memories of it. Right. Why do you need to? Huh? Right. Yeah. So no thanks. Um, right. <laughs> so, but he's working, he's in the lab working on this, you know, with a team of people because, you know, he's, he's a geneticist and like, uh, they're trying to do something, you know, remarkable. And, you know, he wants to be famous for making changes in science, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of giving like, he's really wants more of the fame side of things mm -hmm. than really he loves the science side of, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Mm -hmm. Seem like you just want to be a famous scientist. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing that, and she's calling him about the things she's seeing and hearing and stuff like that. And uh, he is getting annoyed with her and like is telling her these things aren't happening, basically. And uh, uh, she, at one point, <laughs> she at one point, uh, they go. Oh, they go out to dinner like with a couple of friends of his, right? Mm -hmm. And. Um, he actually tells them that she's hearing voices. Yeah. And I was I like, and what the point was to blast your uh, wife. Like why that. would you do that? Yeah. And that's when I was like, he doesn't like her. Because <laughs> why would you do that? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You yeah, know, because even she looks at him like, why did you say that? Right. Or maybe he's wanting validation that she's crazy. <sighs> but like, But the thing is, like, He's while he has been saying like these things aren't happening, he hasn't been like mean to her about it either, right? He's like, let's get you some help, kind of thing, right? Yeah, and you know she's sensitive about this, right? And she even feels like something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Why would you bring that up to somebody else like this? Right. You know, right. 
but it backfires because the wife uh, of the couple they're on this dinner date with is like, oh, I believe in all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I wish we had more with those two, right? Yeah. Because uh, she's like, oh, I believe in all that stuff. She's like, tell me more. Like, you have to find out what she wants. You know, she's like, try to give, you know, give her mm-hmm. advice about this. Uh, and you know you you should like hold a, a seance or whatever, right? You need to communicate with her, is what she said. And I was like, no, right. <laughs> no, right. the opposite of that. Actually, okay. no. Yeah, you know, maybe no, uh, maybe you're not. Right. You don't know what or who you're communicating with, girl, at all. You don't know what you're inviting into your house when you do right. stuff like that. Yeah. So she gets together with her friend. Um, Judy, who had also given her like this, uh, oh, she gets given her a friend Judy first because she goes and buys a Ouija board. And so mm-hmm. they're doing the whole Ouija thing and Judy's like laughing the whole time. <laughs> and I don't blame her. Uh, she's just playing along. That's you're right. She's like, okay, girl, like whatever it would take to give you some peace about the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And she's not invalidating her or anything. She's actually really great. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though she's like, I don't know. I don't think it's going to work. Like, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not they try on a therapy. Yes, she's going yeah. to therapy. Her therapist is Joe Morton. Mm-hmm. Papa Pope. Uh, Papa Pope. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, he's kind of like doubtful of her too, uh, but he he wants to hear her out, right? Yeah, and he wants to try to help, uh, but he's also thinking like this is something psychological going on there. But of course he would because that's his therapist, uh, <laughs> you know. Right. Right. Um. So there's that's happening too. They have this uh, Ouija thing, and at first nothing's happening for a long time, and mm-hmm. then it moves a little bit, but nothing really, nothing, right? And uh, so Judy leaves, and uh, I can't remember how, but she she's like she's around the house, and we see like the computer turn on behind her. Hmm. Yeah, because the computer is sending her um, a message. Mm-hmm. But she is she doesn't know that at first because she's looking around for something else, and she comes back, and it's like on this game screen. You know how yeah. like how you would win a game in the arcade and you put in your initials. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of screen it's on, and the yeah. initials MEF keep coming up over and over and over and over and over. Right. Right. And so she believes this is the ghost of her neighbor, because she, she thinks. Her neighbor has killed his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And the neighbor's name is Mary uh, Floor. Now she doesn't know the neighbor's middle name, mm-hmm. uh, but you know things are like putting together for her, and she's like, "Oh, this is Mary's ghost. Uh, she, mm-hmm. she, she, you know, her husband killed her, and she wants me to, you know, tell the world basically." Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes to some academic event with her husband. And at the end, the neighbor is there as well. And she just outright accuses him of killing his <laughs> wife. I was like, oh, girl, you look real right. crazy now. Extremely. <laughs> Not to mention, she looked like she ain't slept in about three, four days. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, she she looks like she's a mental patient. And just, she just cussed him out in front of everybody. Uh-huh. And then his wife came up like, what do you mean? Right. I, like, I'm his wife. I'm here. I'm alive. Right. <laughs> Even the even the neighbor was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm really surprised. Then um, the husband Warren didn't get more upset. Actually, 
You know, I was I was shocked on that too. I was shocked mm -hmm. on that too. But he was a good sport about it. Yeah, which was because he didn't seem like somebody who would be that before. But anyway. Yeah. But um, you know, to that point, it kind of goes along with the person that um was um described. Because remember the um Dr. Spencer, he asked around um about him, about his neighbor. Because yes. they're both because they're colleagues. So with him asking about him, he heard that he was pretty much harmless. Right. That's what he heard. Yeah. But what we see is like, I don't know about that. You're right, right. But you're right. What so, she saw was was contradicting, but the way that yeah. he handled Claire, it it makes sense. And so, you know, uh she also is trying to, you know, after this seance, trying to still kind of like things are still happening, right? Mm -hmm. So like the bathtub is still filling with water. She's still draining the yeah. bathtub. And she at one point just like asks, What do you want? Right? Mm -hmm. Who are you? Or something like that. Yeah. And then in the mirror, you get the words, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is creepy. That is yeah. really creepy. I love that. Mm-hmm. That was like that would absolutely freak me out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I would have already been been freaked out with the bath bathtub. Yeah, I probably probably would have been like, "You got to sell this house. I'm not living there." Right. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm done. One, two, three. That's enough. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, that was really creepy. And apparently, you can see the ghost right before that. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I didn't, so which is fine. Didn't need to. Yeah, yeah. I saw because um, I, I saw um, in the reflection of the water mm -hmm. a couple of times. Yes. Um, you saw her in the water in, at the lake. Mm -hmm. You know. Oh yes, so, I for, I forgot about that part. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She. There's one point earlier in the movie where uh, Claire is uh, with her dog, and they're going down by the lake. She throws the ball in the lake because it's the dog's favorite ball. Right, mm -hmm. and the dog is like, "Nope, I'm not absolutely not. No, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. he barely was on the deck. But, yeah, he was like, nah, no, right. I'm not crossing this water. Like, you, you take your goofy ass down here if you want to. I ain't got time. Bring my ball back because I'm not doing <laughs> right. it. You right. get somebody else to do it. You okay. <laughs> and so she gets this like you know handler thing to try and get the ball back, and she sees this face under the water. And it's kind of hard to tell through the features, like who or what you're looking at, but it's very clearly like somebody's under the water. Yeah. So that's another thing, you know. Yeah. It is just like a bunch of creepy things happening. And you're like, is she crazy? Is she mm -hmm. actually being haunted? Is it the neighbor? Okay, it's not the neighbor. Cause like the wife says she actually went to go stay with her her mother for a few days. Um, but even like her, the neighbor's excuse. As to why she was like running around the backyard didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. She was like, you know, you just love somebody so much and you just can't be without them and you can't breathe. I was like, girl, what? None of that makes sense. I'm like, are you I okay? Like, I was like, okay, girl. All right. <laughs> Whatever. If you like yeah. it, I'm like, yeah. Just like, I, I, I can't. Yeah. And I was like, all right, girl. <laughs> Sure. Okay. Right. Well, you're you're alive. That's really the important part, I suppose. Right. So 
you know, she's, these things are, uh, keep happening. And she eventually uh, tracks, she eventually like comes back to that article that we saw that was on the back of the photo. And it's the girl's name is Mary Elizabeth, right? Mm -hmm. And so she eventually finds out uh, who the girl is. Oh, it's Madison Elizabeth, excuse me, Madison Elizabeth. So many in names um madison elizabeth and she figures out madison elizabeth frank right Mm -hmm. and that was the girl who had been missing and she actually finds uh her mother and like goes to their house and is like oh i met madison at a party or whatever and the mother is like well what are you doing here and she's like i don't know yeah but the mother lets her in anyway and like shows her like madison's room and everything and like some of the pictures and none of that was okay I was like, why are you? Here? Why are you? I don't know you. Why are you here? <laughs> right, right. Because I, I think I tweeted that. I was like, you gotta tell me what you want from the porch. Like, you're not coming. Yes, here. exactly. <laughs> we can talk outside. Like, right. I don't know you, lady, and you don't even know why you're here. Or at least you don't want to tell me why you're here. Oh, you didn't even you come with the story, right? Like, like you couldn't even come up with an excuse i'm doing a a profile on women missing in the area and you know whatever right so nothing all right yes so we get to madison's room and we see the pictures of her and madison does look a lot like her but with green eyes and a part of the things that they've kept uh basically to the for the shrine to their daughter you know uh is a lock of her hair and she steals it. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Of all things. To <laughs> yeah. Well, she steals it because Judy had given her this book of like, I don't know, man. It looked like some kind of like 15th century. Like it wasn't even like a copy. It was like, girl, where did you get this? Right. But it's like some kind of spell book, basically. Mm-hmm. Some book with the supernatural, whatever. And so it has a spell in there for communicating with the dead and you need a part of them, I guess. Mm. so she steals the lock of hair and i was just like wow that's i don't that's so when her mom comes back and see that's gone yeah like but but again the mom don't know who the hell this lady is and you just allow her in your house allowed her in your missing daughter's room your missing daughter for a year and you let her roam around by herself so that's on you. Whatever she take, that's on you, lady. Yeah, it was it was very strange. Yeah. And she also like notices mm-hmm. uh, Madison's wearing this very unique necklace, right? In in a lot of mm-hmm. her photos, because uh, mm-hmm. the necklace had been cut off in some of the photos she saw earlier in the newspapers. But when she sees it at the house, you can see like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she sees those, and then she's uh she's got the hair and everything. And also another thing mm-hmm. is like she she's taking this uh, bath, right? And well, I, well, actually, that comes later. Sorry, but she she gets the mm-hmm. hair. She opens the book. And she's trying to conjure Madison, and it seems like she's been possessed. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, after the ritual, uh, Doctor Norman Spencer comes home, and he's opening the fridge. And uh, I was actually watching this uh, reaction to this scene last mm-hmm. night, and the guy's like, "If she's behind the door when he closes the fridge, she's possessed." <laughs> <laughs> and so he closes the door and she is definitely possessed, right? He's right there. We right. don't quite know that yet. Right, um, right. But you can figure it out, right? Yeah, so, you catch on pretty quickly. Yeah. 
So she's she's like being very aggressive with him sexually, like you know, grabs the fruit out of his hands, like forbidden fruit or whatever, and like leads him to the stairs and is like opening her legs and saying these things that don't go with her character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also her eyes appear to be green, mm-hmm. like electric green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and but for some reason he's totally going along with it. And I feel like I feel like you ought to know some of these things she's saying to you. I mean, I feel like he knew that it was different, but yeah. he was going along with it because he liked it. Yeah, for sure. Because there's uh, a scene earlier where they're about to be intimate again. Uh, but but before that, they're talking about some achievement he did. And she's like, you're such a genius, blah, 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 you know. Uh, and so they're about to get intimate. He's like, uh, more genius talk or whatever. I was like, oh, okay, all right. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Compliment me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So he's very, he's got that ego, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. the whole thing with him, you know, wanting to do this to be famous, ego, the whole thing with him, like going along with what she's doing, even though it seems like way, way out of character. Uh, mm-hmm. Ego. Even for role play, it seems like way out of character. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because she was she was very aggressive. Yeah, because in like some of the phrases she's using and stuff like that is like just not how this person would speak. Right, right. But apparently, it's probably something that he liked from someone else. Yes, exactly. I was like, he should be recognizing the way she's speaking. Yeah, as not her, as someone else, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's. He's he eventually gets shocked enough that he like pushes her pushes her off of him because her eyes like flash green, and mm-hmm. she drops a lot of hair and she's more of herself, right? Yeah, and then she starts, I guess, because he kind of like she, her head her head kind of got knocked. Maybe it kind of unlocks this repressed memory about you know her coming home and finding this girl that he had been having an affair with, you know, in the house and everything. And, uh, you know, he, he was like, well, it was a rough patch, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It starts all coming out. So then, um, that along with when they were at the party and the party, um, host wife talking to her, Mm -hmm. um, like there's a couple of things that are unlocking these memories that were very, very much so, um, suppressed. Yeah. So all coming together now. The whole wreck and everything, like they're all tying together now. Yeah, and and not only were they suppressed, but also part the trauma from the car accident because it was mm-hmm. so bad. Uh, prob- definitely would have messed with her memories around the accident. That's right. very common. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so she's finding this out, and also the husband has. Well, you have to talk about it like this. So she came home one day and the husband is in the bathtub unconscious with uh, a hairdryer in the tub. Like he's been electrocuted. Mm-hmm. And she's you know, screaming, scared, whatever, because like all these scary things have been happening. Right. She calls all the doctors and nurses. They come by. They nothing is wrong. Everything is normal. Right. You know, and they're still like, well, we would like you to get this workup or whatever. Da, da, da. He's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm just, unless they have a drug against clumsiness. <laughs> <I'm fine. laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> right. So now mm-hmm. she's all sympathetic to him and thinking mm-hmm. like maybe he's in danger as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's another thing to make her want to, I don't think he really calculated that well because now she's even more interested in trying to f- communicate with this ghost, and f- you know, because now mm-hmm. it's hurting her husband, right? Right, right. Mind you, this is after um, he confesses to the whole affair. Yeah, he confesses. the missing lady. Mm-hmm. And she left that night. Because she was like, did you have something to do with her disappearance? And he was like, yes. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, but he 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 admits the whole affair. You know that she was going to kill herself because he wouldn't leave her to yeah. you know be with be with Madison. You know whatever she wanted to kill you. Yeah. So yeah, very very you know dramatic. And she she was crazy. And and actually you know she had come in here and taken pills, and I found her. I just sure. found her like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you know I um. I put her, in her, I took her in her car and I drove them into the lake. Mm-hmm. And, and the, he says it was an accident. <laughs> he didn't mean to. I was like, no, that was very thorough, actually. What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> right. Like, you don't accidentally drive somebody into the lake. Like, and you're okay. You didn't, you didn't speak of this. Nothing. Like, there's no trace of anything. Didn't tell anybody. Yeah. And if she had come into the home and overdosed, why not call 911? Yes. That's like the very first thing that she would do. Because that would be very provable. You're innocent. Exactly. Exactly. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dispose of her body and get rid of the evidence that she was ever here. Right. Really? Okay. So, <laughs> another thing that's happening is this hair, it really is like possessing her, right? So, She's out on the dock one night and mm-hmm. Dr. Norman Spencer sees her and she jumps into the water, it looks like. But it, really, we see her under the water and she's like being pulled by this hair. Mm-hmm. And yeah. She gets them all the way down to that box. Yes, there's this box yeah. down there. You know, and it's and before she can really get it, he pulls her out of the water. Mm-hmm. So after this, at the admission of the whole thing with, you know, the student and everything and her recalling her memories, she actually goes over to spend the night with Jody and Jody mm-hmm. tells her, well, you know, a year ago, right before your accident, I saw him in this town called Adamant and he was with this blonde woman and I didn't really think anything about it because you're also a blonde woman. And mm-hmm. uh, I was walking up to them to say hello, but I noticed they were arguing really aggressively. And that's when she realized that wasn't her and that was somebody else. And something else was going on here, you know. Right. Uh, but then Claire had that accident. She was like, mm, maybe this is not important right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I totally understand. Because and like, when is there ever a right time to tell somebody? <laughs> right. Right. Like, especially when somebody has an accident, like immediately yeah. after. Yeah. You're like, mm, this can wait. This can wait. Yeah. And it seems like they're doing okay now. So mm-hmm. she's she's, she's keeps saying she's okay. So right. Right. And that, I mean, that's a tricky position for a friend to be yeah. in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because more more often than not, the friendship would dead before the relationship. Yep. So yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I get it. Yeah. So uh, you know, Claire goes back home and that's that's when she actually finds him in the tub and everything, right? 
So after she pulled the box, well, she didn't get to pull the box out, but like she decides she's going to go to the town of Adamant, right? Because mm-hmm. she, she, she actually asked Norman, oh, because, oh, because he's like, we should go away for a weekend or something, you know, get a cabin or to some small town or whatever and like just kind of chill out maybe, you know, from all the stuff we're dealing with. And she was like, oh, what about this little town called Adamant? I heard about blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I don't know anything about that. I've never heard of it. Sure. <laughs> and that's when she's she really is like, oh, he is lying. It's like, yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she decides she's going to go to Adamant. And she goes and she's just kind of walking around, you know. Mm-hmm. And um she goes to there's probably only like one cafe in this town because it sounds like a very small place yeah and so she heads there and she sees in the window like the box mm-hmm. and then she also sees the necklace yep and then there's also been this key that she keeps finding right you're mm-hmm. finding her and she sees the key in the box yeah and she's like oh <laughs> you know mm-hmm. things together you know so we definitely know they were absolutely here and mm-hmm. he bought her these things yes so uh you know oh uh norman had also burned the hair by now right yeah like, what are you doing with this Da-da-da, burned it like, mm-hmm. yeah right. i wouldn't have burned it in the house <laughs> <laughs> burnt hair doesn't smell great for no it does not no it does not question um have you ever heard of the whole saying like when like when you're like grooming your hair or whatever you take like the hair that comes out and you burn it you just don't throw it away no yeah it's a, it's a superstition um i didn't i never practiced it but i have an older sister that her and her family practice that and that was the first time i ever saw it was when they do it that seems like I had to be sending a lot of, a lot of, I thought saying, mm, that's a lot of matches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'll just burn it like in an ashtray. Like it's, oh, I'm no. like, no. no. Yeah. No. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't heard of that one, but yeah. yeah I'm just going to throw it away. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So she uh, goes back home and she goes to the lake and she, uh, uncovers the box she actually like sneaks out of bed to do this right mm-hmm. she sneaks out of bed and she puts on this big jacket and she gets the the box goes back into the house to open it and uh she finds the necklace right we see her going through some things we never see those but she finds the necklace in the box mm-hmm. and that's when she knows for sure that he killed her right right so she gets she gets the phone and she's about to dial 911. I think she dials like 91, right? Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of like looking around for Norman because she hears this this squeak or something, right? And uh he's actually like in the room, like uh, I don't know, like all not behind her, but beside her. And but he's just there all of a sudden, like he's just waiting. Mm-hmm. Which he does like three times in this movie. He's just yeah. there. And uh, creepy. So, yeah. you know, uh, he, he's when, that's when he really like confesses uh, most of the things except for actually killing her. You know, he says that she killed herself. I don't believe that for a second, you know. Mm -hmm. 
No. You know, he tells her about how he dumped the car and everything, but it was an accident. I, you know, whatever. No, 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 no. And I feel like it's it's even more evident as the movie progresses that this was clearly not an accident. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, he's like, I'll I'll call the police and confess and you know whatever. And she hands him the phone. And I'm like, no, what? <laughs> Put it on speaker. What do you mean? Right, right. Because at first I was like, because oh, I couldn't remember like what the twist was with this one. I remember there was one. And so I was like, he's not talking to anybody, girl. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, when I first saw, when I, well, when I first saw it, when I saw that part, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, he, He's just willingly going to go to jail, but he really wants to keep her. Yes. He's doing everything for her, you know. But then I was just like, shit, well, lock his ass up. Mm, shit. <laughs> uh, he can go. He can go immediately. We can get another scientist in here. It's fine. Right. <laughs> and um, she feels, uh, she she thinks he's really done it. And uh, she feels a little comforted, I guess, and takes a shower or whatever. And uh, she starts she's she's clearly like starting to wonder you know she's like i just want to check basically and so mm-hmm. she picks up the phone and sees that he had actually dialed uh 411 mm-hmm. and when she looks up he's directly behind her mm-hmm. in the mirror and he's he, he paralyzes her with that drug he's been working on yeah and cuz she's doing a good job putting up a fight and running away and cuz she's she's like mm-hmm. She does not stop until she can't go anymore. Right. And they do this. Uh, it's really like scary, like seeing her just like crawling, right? Because mm-hmm. she loses her legs and she's crawling with both her arms. And then she loses one of her arms and then her hand stops. And then she's just kind of staring off, you know. And they do this shot uh, where he's standing over her and the camera is actually under her. Mm-hmm. And you see them from underneath. I was like, oh, that's really cool. It's a really cool yeah. shot. Yeah, it was a really cool shot. But that is that is low-key terrifying to be in that state. Yeah, because she's yeah. aware of everything that's going on. Exactly. Exactly. So he takes her upstairs, and he's, you know, basically being horrible <laughs> to her, you know, talking about how he couldn't, you know, have Madison around, and she couldn't find out, you know, all that stuff. So he puts her in the bathtub, and he runs the water, and plugs it up so that she'll looks like a suicide that she drowned in the bathtub, right? Mm-hmm. Even takes out some pills to make it look like a suicide when the uh, when the drug starts wearing off a little bit because she can kind of wiggle her toes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's just he's just <laughs> nothing but ego. Like he calls uh, her friend. He's like, "We had a bad argument, and I'm leaving. And could you check on her in the morning? You know, like." Mm-hmm. And like just lying so easily and everything. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. very convincing. Yeah. You know, it's some BS. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um she's just you know trying not to die and her nose <laughs> are wiggling and she's trying to unplug the the uh stopper and she can't. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I immediately thought of Oma Thurman and Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah. You well, you know, Quentin Tarantino likes toes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. All right. So wiggle your toe. Yeah, that's all I was saying. Wiggle your toe. So. Yes, wiggle your big toe. 
and I'll see. Oh, and uh, Dr. Norman Spencer is like, I don't he he picks her up for some reason. I can't remember why. Um, and then uh, he sees that she's got something around her neck. Mm-hmm. Necklace. And so he looks around and it's the necklace that was Madison's, right? right. And he, he drops her back and she looks like a dead drowned Madison. Yeah. And he freaks out. Yeah. And he hits his head and his neck and falls to the floor and he's a bloody mess. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's dead, but then he comes back up and it looks like he's going to go and strangle her, but he goes back down. And um, she's still trying desperately to work this, you know, work this plug in the, in the, in the tub and it's going and she's got it all, like halfway there <laughs> almost. Mm-hmm. Can't get it anymore, but it's the water's going up to her nose, up to her eyes. And yeah. she, one of the things that happened was like the shower cord, I guess, fell into the tub. And so mm-hmm. she yanks the shower cord and it helps turn the water off a little bit. Yeah. It's still coming. Still, she's underwater by now. She gives, she's about to float, like, so she can't reach the, the bottom of the tub. She gives her one more good yank on that bath stopper and it finally gets free. Yeah. I was like, that took all her might to do that. <laughs> yes. She fought. Yeah. And so he actually uh, broke a mirror. And like you can see, like bloody handprints and footprints as he left the bathroom. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And so she's she she's able to flop herself out, you know, and stand mm-hmm. up a little bit, and she gets part of that mirror. And excuse me, bless you, <laughs> thank you. She gets the part of the mirror that's left, and she's like looking around corners trying to find him and everything. And she sees that he's uh, unconscious at the bottom of the stairs. Mm-hmm. And uh, she finds it out because she's walking down the stairs backwards because she's expecting him to come forward to her. But she actually steps in some blood. It's his blood. Mm-hmm. Now, how he got there to the bottom of the stairs like that is unclear. He's like, Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she's been trying to like get the phone to dial 911, but um, one of the things that happened was uh, he had actually picked up the handset that he had used to dial 411 on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was off the hook, but it was in his yeah. pants, right? Mm-hmm. Those carpenter jeans will get you. So yeah, <laughs> she she gets down there towards him, and she realizes what's where the phone is, and she's oh my gosh, she's like trying to pull out his pants without like waking him up, basically. And it's oh my gosh, it's so nerve wracking to me. So I loved it. Um, you know it's making this noise and she's like trying to pull it out and wiggling and like he's right there and then she's also got the part of the mirror in the other hand you know Mm -hmm. Uh, but he 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 jumps basically and she screams right and knocks a bunch of stuff over including like a cell phone and some keys and she picks up the cell phone the keys running out of the house and we see his eye open Mm -hmm. he's not dead yet no it's not how (laughs) I was like, oh, he didn't turn. I really was like, he didn't turn into Michael Myers. So she runs to a car and tries to open it, but realizes the key she got was to the old truck with the boat. Yeah, with the boat. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, whatever, it will work. Okay, fine. Right. So she gets in the old boat and the old the old truck with the boat, right? Mm-hmm. And she's they have this really I love this shot where she when she leaves the car and goes to the truck, and it's completely from the mm-hmm. um, side view mirror, right? So you see her side view the door open, 
and then we see like um him getting up in shadow in the house mm -hmm. and then it, the door closes and we see her running to the truck yeah so we can see that he's gotten up but she hasn't seen that right and it's all in the it's all in the mirror i love it mm -hmm. uh, very cool and so she gets in the truck and she's leaving and we see in like her rear view mirror we can see like the front door is open mm -hmm. and then uh you know she's still going and we see another shot in the rear view mirror and this uh, rocking chair is rocking mm -hmm. and then in another shot we see his shoe fall off the back of the truck. I love the way mm -hmm. this is done. So it's so just like creeping terror, right? Right, right. Because she, we know he's on there. She doesn't know yet. Right. And so she continues driving and uh, she's trying to get to this halfway point on the bridge because that's where she'll get a cell phone signal. Mm -hmm. And this cell phone, of course, looks like a brick. I love it. Oh. <laughs> oh, to the technology of two Yes. Great. <laughs> you know. And like that would have been like one of the best phones to have at the yes. time. You know, you had yes. that, that phone cost money. Like okay, it was balling if you had that phone. Okay, yeah. so she's set it up on the truck and she's like trying to get halfway to the bridge to get a signal, and that's she stops actually when she gets the signal. Which why why are we stopping? I don't know. You know, no idea. but we can see uh, she sees uh, the blood on the like the tarp over the boat, mm -hmm. right? And uh, mm -hmm. she's like going to get the phone to Don and one. And of course she drops it. Right. So we know mm -hmm. he's back there. She doesn't mm -hmm. quite know what's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. She's going to get the phone. Right. And she goes and, you know, gets the phone and, and she's back up and everything. And we can see him like in the back of the truck because he's in the bed now. And it's uh, he's crawling up towards her. She doesn't know he's right there. And then, you know, it's kind of dark. And all of a sudden, he's, like, punching through the window. Yeah. You know, and uh, they start they start fighting, of course, and everything. And uh, she puts on the gas. And eventually, they get into the lake, basically, right where yeah. he had dumped her, the other lady's car. Right? Because, mm -hmm. like, even the description of the spot is right where he dumped her. Right, and, right. Uh, like, the pole from the boat, like, kind of impales the car. Mm -hmm. and uh, so it was going to fall like pretty much straight down and they are directly on top of the wreckage uh, of uh, Madison where he where he put her in the lake yeah and the pole like um, scrapes open the top of her roof of her car I guess it was a soft top right mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and uh, while the couple's like fighting in the car because she's she's because I know I was like go out the back window go out the back window <laughs> Uh, but the moment she tries, he gets her immediately. Um, mm -hmm. He's pinned in the car, though, and he can't get out. Right. And so he's, like, choking her and, like, drowning her, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, below, we see Madison's corpse float up to the car. And, like, she turns back into, like, how she was, young and beautiful, not decomposed. And mm -hmm. um, she grabs him. Yes. And that, of course, he freaks out. And Right. Like, then uh, Claire is able to get away. Mm -hmm. She grabs him and uh, just kind of holds him there until he's under. And we see her like float off and like you see the corpse version and then it's the young version. It's like, oh, she floats back to her car. Right. right. <laughs> it, it was like she held him long enough for him to pass. Yes. Because you saw, I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know if this was CGI or if this was just an old to his acting skills or what, but you really did see the life come out of his body on that part. Yeah. You know? So that, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see a scene later where uh, Claire is at a graveyard, snowy graveyard. And she has a rose and she lays it on the grave of Madison. Mm-hmm. It's like a thank you. Because really, Madison was a girl's girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. But, uh, yeah. So that was what lies beneath. Lies yeah. kind of like a um, a double entendre. Mm-hmm. You know. What lies beneath the surface of the water. Mm-hmm. What lies beneath somebody's, you know, person, personality. Like. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. Right. So what lies beneath the trauma. Yeah, there was a lot of things that lied beneath. <laughs> yes, that's true. His and then his lies, on top of lies, on top of lies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, lies beneath the lies. Yeah. So um, when you first saw this movie, how did you uh? How did you feel? Did you like it or what? I did. I did. I remember I liked it. I thought it was really creepy ghost story. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. I think probably one of the first ones I saw that was like, oh, this is actually kind of scary. Yeah. Um, For me, I enjoyed it. I just, I thought it was a, I thought it was too long. Um, And... I watched someone's um, review on it after watching it, mm-hmm. and they kind of they kind of brought up a couple of things that uh, made it make more sense why it was shot the way it was shot because mm-hmm. it was kind of like an old to Alfred Hitchcock. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, yeah. So one, I, I used to watch Alfred Hitchcock a lot, so that was like, oh yeah, uh-huh. Hitchcock <laughs> present was it Hitchcock presents? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to watch that too. Um, but uh, once that was said, I was like, okay. So I guess that would make more sense why they had the um, beginning making us think it was like the neighbors, and then they switched it up. Yeah, you know, because so the whole the because what movie is that? I can't remember the name of the movie, but there's a whole movie where this guy is an Alfred Hitchcock movie where he's he's spying on his neighbors and thinks the they the wife the husband's murdered the wife. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so once once that was said, I was like, okay, I get that. But I just feel like there was like a couple of things that we didn't need. Like we didn't need her backstory, you know, this being her second marriage, how she got this kid that she just took to college. Like we didn't need none of that. Well, I get the the kid going to college part because showing her how she feels lonely and like she doesn't know what to do with herself. But I feel like I feel like this story could have been done without her even having a kid. Maybe, but I think it's an effective device to show how lonely she's feeling. Without, but they could have done this simply. We just moved into this house, like we just renovated it. We just moved here, and this is a new town for her. She doesn't know anybody. She's feeling a bit lonely. Like I would have bought that as well, and it would have saved us some time. For me, I feel like it's the newness of the loneliness as well. 
because she spent, yeah. you know, her entire life with this kid, right? And, um, you know, they were together after her father passed away for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so, you know, them being that kind of emotional support for each other and then her being gone, I think, adds to the heartbreak of the loneliness. Yeah. And I mean, I get that. No. And it, and it did we, we didn't necessarily maybe need the scenes. You could totally do that in like uh, lines like, oh, I miss her so much, you know, or something like that. Or at least start the movie with them dropping her off. Right, right, exactly. You know, yeah. So, because um, I just, I just feel like this could have been done in shorter time. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is like um, kind of slow and quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely is the kind of like trying to turn up the scale just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it could, I think you could shave some time off this film for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then um, what else? Oh, I also saw that it was like a hundred million dollar budget. A hundred million dollars, yep. I was like, where did a hundred million dollars go? Uh, must have been Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford. Right. That's why I'm like, it must have been for their salaries because I'm just like, this ain't a hundred million dollar budget. It's to the actors. That's why the cast. Yeah. One reason why the cast is so small. Yeah. yeah. But you got these two big <laughs> and names, that, two right. big names. You know. Right. You have two big names and then nobody else. Yeah. For the most part, you know, um, I mean, and then you only have like a couple of scenes with Papa, uh, Papa Pope. Yeah. So, and he wasn't getting Papa Pope money back then. So. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Unfortunately, but I'm, I, I'm hoping to see more of him anyway. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was a bit disappointed that we didn't get more of him. Yeah, same. Yeah. You know, um, I like the story in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And like the twists and everything and the odes to Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it could be definitely better served to, you know, cut some more time here and then maybe give a little bit more to some other things. Like, yeah. how did her husband die? Yes. Uh, it also That's seems the- like Norman doesn't like her daughter. What is that about? It's <laughs> like, I didn't take that as Norma didn't like her daughter. I took that as him low-key wanting to get with the daughter. Oh, no, no, no. Because he's like, you know, we got married and everything and I gave you all this and then you gave it all to her. But then when Talking he was about her daughter, when he was in the bathtub, he was like, or she was in the bathtub, he was said something about we can spend more time together. And I thought that he was talking about the daughter. No. Mm-mm. And who was he talking about when he said that? He was talking about Claire. Mm. But he was in the process of killing her. Oh, he was just trying to get at her. I I, I know where you are now. Yeah. No, he was yeah. just like, yeah, then we can spend more time. Not that he wants to be with her, but he's just antagonizing her. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's what I, I took it as him wanting to get with the daughter. I'm like, what? Nah, because he doesn't like her. He gave it all to her. Like, what? That's my child. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, you just you gotta man look these step parents, some of them are trash. <laughs> like uh, yeah, and yeah, that whole that whole dynamic because I said that on Twitter too. I was just like, you know, I wonder how her first husband died. Yeah. You know, because that seemed like that was her one true love, and then this um pretty well-off man wife chewing within three months. Yeah, that's you know, 
Mm-hmm. It was like, what is what is the backstory with this? Because that's not necessarily normal. Because you're not talking about somebody that just looked crazy and or is a big time nerd or something like that. Like this is a successful um <laughs> uh professor. I think he was teaching back then. And on top of that, he's handsome. Why are so, we wondering nerds? What's happening? Oh no, I mean nerd like that, but you know, like somebody's socially awkward or something like that. Oh, and okay. you know, gets the pretty girl just off of a fluke. Well, you know, That's a lot right. of times in real life, you know, uh, people who are manipulative, they'll love bomb you, right? So they'll just hit you with all these things that you just absolutely love, you know, uh, if it's gifts or words or whatever. And it's, you know, to get you with them. Yeah, but that's not that's not how I perceived him because, like, like I said, we're not talking about somebody that's like socially awkward or, and just got the the pretty you don't girl. Have to be socially awkward. There are lots of charming psychopaths. But I'm saying it's not like he got isn't it's not like this person is out of his league and he just got her out of a fluke. Yeah, like they're kind of in the same league. So uh -huh. and, and I'm and I'm assuming because we're talking about a handsome man that he don't have a problem with getting women so why would he wife her within three months he wanted that perfect family remember but i get one the perfect family but this is he also liked the idea that he was rescuing her from single motherhood yeah but i would think the perfect family the stereotypical perfect family would be a nuclear family, not a a step parent. You know what I mean? Well, it's a ready-made family. He doesn't have to do much. <laughs> like so, yeah. you know. And she also has a teenage daughter who's going to be off to college soon. So, but I thought they had been together for some years. Yeah, like three years. So she's still. You it know, was just three years. Yeah. Oh, uh, see, I took it as like the um. They had been together since like the girl was a baby. No. Mm -mm. Okay. All right. Well, then that changes things. So, okay. Well, never mind then. Because <laughs> that's what I took it as like he was like a step parent that practically raised her. No, no. Uh uh. Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah. But it made, ended up making like, Two hundred ninety-one point four million dollars. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. It, had, it definitely had mixed reviews. Uh, but yeah, I, I, really I, it, I saw it had mixed reviews, but uh, yeah, I just. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, it was cool. It was. It was entertaining. You know, it kept my attention. Yeah. So you know, I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember hearing. I do remember the the movie, but I just never saw it. So, yeah, let's do our rating scale. Sure. So, our rating scale is as follows: uh, We have one movie real trash AF, two it exists, three entertaining, four great, five a true classic. Maria, what say you? I say three. I'm going to give it a three. I think it's very entertaining. Uh, engaging. It keeps you guessing. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Michelle Pfeiffer has a really great performance in this movie. Yes. So I'm going to give it a three. Um, same. I give it a three as well. It is entertaining. It does It does keep you um, keep you entertained. 
Yeah. And I think yeah. it's worth a rewatch because once you, you learn what's really going on, you can go back and see it with new eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you see them redoing this 24 years later? I can't Absolutely. believe it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> Again, I can definitely see this as like a one series show for sure. A series? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can give you that one. Because then you can get, of course, more into the characters and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably um, let us know that none of this was a fool. He probably planned this from the jump. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, like, you know, also while they're arguing, I didn't bring this up, she talks about, you know, be playing the cello and everything and how she quit because of him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you wanted to quit. And she's like, no. <laughs> so, right. You know. right. Right. So... So yeah, so that is 2000's What Lies Beneath. Um, next episode, we are going to do a low down dirty shame. Oh, shame! Low down dirty shame. I remember the song. Yeah, yeah, it's on Sling. So yeah, I don't and, have Sling. So yeah. Well, it, it allows you to do it because I just got it today. Oh, okay, great. I <laughs> yeah. love that. Yeah, you can watch it for free on Sling. So, um, and not to mention I have it on DVD. I've been watching it <laughs> since I was a kid. So, yeah. <laughs> another, another one of those movies where maybe should have waited until I was an appropriate age. But you turned out all right. Well on that. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it all right. Thanks. Yeah. I remember one time I was quoting some lines from this movie at work and my supervisor just laughed at me and was like, Get back to work, Lindsay. <laughs> I love it. So yeah. Um it's it's a it's a good it's a good um movie starring Keenan Ivory Wayans and mm -hmm. Um, Jada Pickett and Sally Richardson. So. Yes. All right. So, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So, where can we find you? You can find me online pretty much anywhere. And if I'm there, you'll find me at Valor More Dollars. That's V A L A R M O R Dollars. I'm also on another podcast called Nergasm Noir, with six Black ladies talking about geek tech, media, all that good stuff. So you can join us there as well. And where can they find you, Lindsay? You can find me everywhere at L underscore Rennell. That's L underscore R A N E L L E. And also on my other podcast with me and my cousin, <laughs> Lily. And that um, podcast is called The Ish We Talk. Which I talk about this week. Um, we <laughs> we talked about how this girl, her name is Stunner Girl, she sampled um Sierra's goodies. Yeah, I was gonna did she say something about Sierra? Oh yes, she did. Mm -hmm. Yes, she call did. her old or something. She she said a lot of stupid things about Sierra. Um, but she's mad because she sampled the she sampled the song and didn't get permission. And so Sierra um snatched it off the internet. Yeah. But the song is trash because you know, <laughs> you can never just completely erase them from the internet. So um people did get <clears throat> excuse me, people did get like snippets of the song. 
And they weren't even creative with the beat. They just jacked the beat and just um, increased the bass on the beat. Wow. That's all. But that's all she did was yank it. That's what I said. I'm like, it could have been worse. But the song completely goes against everything that Goodies represents. Because Goodies is talking about not having sex. Right. She's talking about what she can do with a man's member. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> the song is called Stand Up. So just use your imagination on what she's talking about. Okay. I'm like, no. Like, even if you were to have tried to get permission, it would have been denied. What yeah, are you not doing? for this interpolation. No. <laughs> what are we doing? Like, huh? So, yeah. Um, we talked about that amongst other okay. things. So, yeah. All right, well, we'll be happy to join you guys again next time. Yes. Yes, for a lowdown dirty shame. Yes, yes. So that is episode 47 of Romy's Review the Movies. And we will see you guys on episode 48. Bye. Bye.